Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Dr. Hartley, according to a recently published survey, the average fee for a private session with a psychologist is $40. That's, uh... That's about right. Right? I don't think it's right. What other practitioner gets $40 an hour? Uh, My plumber. (laughs) Plumbers guarantee their work, do you? See, I I don't understand why all of a sudden you... I asked you if you guaranteed your work. Well, I, I can't guarantee that each and every person that walks through the doors is going to be cured. You, know? you mean you ask $40 an hour and you guarantee nothing? I, I, I validate. All right, when you think of comedy, Bob is at the top of the list, and he's a Chicago guy to boot. The most successful comedy album of all time, The Button-Down Mind of Bob Newhart, which he used to promote here with Eddie Hubbard and Wally Phillips right here on 720 WGN, later with Roy Leonard as well. Uh, Dean has had him on, and it's been since 2013 that he's been on this Labor Day show uh, to celebrate his birthday. And this fall, the Bob Newhart Show celebrates its 50th anniversary, and his second sitcom, Newhart, is celebrating its 40th. Now, Tuesday, tomorrow, the Edgewater Historical Society will put up a memorial street sign in Bob's honor and give credit to the Bob Newhart Show at 5940 North Sheridan Road across the North Tower at Thorndale Beach, where the characters Hartleys lived during the six CBS seasons of the Bob Newhart Show, which premiered September 16, 1972. Psychologist Bob Hartley's office was at 430 North Michigan Avenue, right across the street from WGN Radio's former home at the Tribune Tower. Bob always loves talking about his iconic sitcoms, and I asked Bob why the Bob Newhart Show was so successful. We had, well, first of all, a great cast and and we and, and great writing uh, to the point that I I went to to Bob Wood, who was in charge of the enter, entertainment for for CBS, uh, as we were starting to go into the sixth year of the show, and I said to who happened to be a friend of mine, and I said. Bob, would you move our show? And he said, well, why? And he said, you know, it's getting great numbers. I said, yeah, I said, but we're, yeah, we're kind of living in the shadow of Mary Tyler Moore, and I think we're really doing some good stuff. And um, he, he thought, he said, well, let me, let me think about it. And he, he called back and he said, no, no, it works where it is. So, because I, I thought the, the writing was really good. And, uh, and, and I thought the show wasn't really being recognized as, for how good it was, and it really took a syndication to make it. Uh, really, you know, where people began to, yeah, yeah. It, Mary was so she was getting all the all the awards, and we were all, you know, all in the family. You know, at the same night, all in the family yeah. mash. Harry uh, uh, Tyler Moore, us, and Carol Burnett. Yeah. I mean, you know, it Killer. was murderers row, and, yeah. yeah. And I thought we were kind of getting lost, so. Um, now I I don't know. There probably are other stupid uh, suggestions that people have made about <laughs> moving their. Oh, I'm show. sure. Oh, I'm sure. But but I'm I'm one of them. One of my favorite 
stories that you have told before that I love is when uh, the Newhart, Bob Newhart show uh, was under contract to do one more season, the writers had an idea, one that you very quickly rejected. Yeah, they said, because when we were first discussing the show with with uh, uh, Dave Davis and Lorenzo Music, um, I said one thing. I said, it's got to be done in front of an audience. And they said, well, all, all shows were done in front of an audience, because coming from the, the stand-up background, that's, you know, that's what I was used to, that immediate reaction. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I said, and I, I don't want to have kids. I said, I don't want to be the idiot father that gets himself in a lot of trouble, and then the kids all get alone and and, and say, how are we going to get dad out of this problem? And then they, they, they then they they figure out how to do it, and then they all kind of gather around me, uh, even though I'm stupid. Yeah. yeah. And, but they still love me. Yeah. I yeah. said, I. That's not the. I don't want to be a father. So, right. so, and we did that, and it kind of was a feature of the show because most shows had a father, you right. know, a father figure. Right. So this was we we're just about to go into the sixth year, I think it was. So I got a script. It was like Friday night. We taped the show on Friday night, and they gave me a script, and I looked at it over the weekend, and and they have uh, Emily is, is pregnant. And um, so that's, you know, I thought to myself, that's interesting. So I called up Mike Zinberg, who, who directed a lot of our shows and um, an executive producer. And um, I said, I read, I read the script. He, he said, well, what, uh, what do you think about it? I said, it's very funny. I said, it's really, really one of the funniest scripts. <laughs> um, who, who are you going to get to play Bob? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure the book closed on that pretty quickly, Bob. <laughs> he said, "Okay, okay, I, uh, yep, got it. it. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Moving on." All right, Dave Plarin for Bob Surratt, and we're celebrating the 93rd birthday of comedy legend and Chicago's very own Bob Newhart. So Newhart was Bob's second hit sitcom, and now the series started off slow. At the beginning of season two, they began recording the show on film rather than on videotape at Newhart's request. It made him look more traditional, like a regular sitcom. Season three brought several more changes, including the addition of brothers Larry, Daryl, and Daryl, if you might remember, and Julia Duffy's character as the hotel's reluctant new maid. And I'd ask Bob how he came up with the premise for his second sitcom, Newhart, and the character of Dick Loudon. Well, I really I happened to be doing stand up in uh, Seattle uh for a week at the uh, Paramount uh, Theater in Seattle. My wife and I were were up there and um I was thinking of the things that, you know, that went into making the Bob Newhart show successful. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, you had the uh, you had the home life and then you had the office life and the and the and the the characters that I that you had to deal with. And uh, we were staying at a kind of a small hotel that was near the the, the uh, theater. And uh, Jenny and I were having lunch, and I was watching people come in, and there's people check in, and uh, and then people that worked, uh, you know, in the uh, at the hotel were having lunch. And uh, I thought to myself, you know, that's kind of what made 
the other show work. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the guests at the hotel are um, they they are uh, they're 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 people they're your and, and, and yeah. they're my patients. And no matter what they say, they're you know they're right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's <laughs> no right. No matter how crazy it is. So that was my patience. Yeah, and then the then the people working at the hotel was of course the people that you know at the at the Bob Newhart show at the work that worked in the moment Bob Hartley the the psychologist. Well, and I saw you talking uh, on on video at the Paley Center uh, television center in, in uh, Los Angeles about the legacy of the show, and uh, right, it was eight. Very funny. I mean, I, I can name, you know, just a ton of episodes, uh, you know, with the horse and <laughs> kinds of other stuff that were my favorites. But <laughs> but the legacy of that show obviously is is always and forever burnt in time is going to be that finale, because I don't think really in the history of television. I mean, you can talk about MASH and some other shows, but one that really did a just turn the tables on the audience. And I know this was your wife's idea was the final finale yeah. of Newhart. Yeah. Well, it was kind of to, to me. It was a. Uh, it, it was, to me. It was like faulty towers. It was like. Um, it, it was like. Um, uh, Monty Python. It, it was to me. It, we were saying to the audience, it was like a, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge sure. kind of. Oh, and 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 the audience. They went along. They said, "Oh, okay. We see where you're going. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah." Um, it was more a tribute to the audience that that they 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 it was a yeah it was a tribute to their intelligence and and they knew exactly what we were doing because when we when we did the show the the final show and we hadn't really told anybody I told the cast and obviously the writers and um, and the crew didn't know the crew went they went to, they went to dinner and came back and we said we added a scene which was a scene with Susie and I. And um, they have what they call a floater, which is in front of uh, the the next scene right. because you 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 don't want to distract from. Uh, so they had they had this floater in in front of this uh, in front of that that set, the bedroom set, and they they pull that away. And uh, now uh, Susie and I aren't even you know, we're in bed, but they don't know who it is. And they started applauding the set. Oh yeah, recognizable from the yeah, very they, start. They yeah. Said, uh, they, <laughs> And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'll never, I'll never forget that reaction. That reaction was, uh, you know, spectacular. All right, Bob. <laughs> what is it? Well, I, I was an innkeeper in this crazy little town in Vermont. <laughs> I'm happy for you. <laughs> Good night. No, nothing, nothing made sense in this place. I mean the. The, the maid was an heiress. Her, her husband talked in, in alliteration. The, the handyman kept missing the, the point of things. And then there were these three woodsmen. But only one of them talked. That settles it. No more Japanese food before you go to bed. And I was married to this this beautiful blonde. Go back to sleep, Bob. Good night. Mm-hmm. 
you mean beautiful blonde? <laughs> Go to sleep, Emily. Yeah. You know, you, uh, you really should wear more sweaters. I must say, Suzanne's got a much deeper voice than you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I made that. <laughs> I made that a rule that, that I would never work with a, an actress whose voice was lower than me. And, <laughs> That's a good deal. <laughs> Mary, Mary's, Mary's was higher than me. Mary's was much higher, much higher. Well, no matter how much how much I tried to get it d- deeper and deeper. Uh, was it going to work? <laughs> it still didn't work. With Susie, it didn't work. That's great. That's great. That's great. The 93rd birthday of comedy legend Bob Newhart. That finale, I would have to say, you know, there's a lot of controversy on what was good, bad about other finales. But if you look at any list uh, that's out there on the best TV finale or the most surprising, it was Newhart. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I remember going to work the next day and everybody was talking about it. No question. I mean, there's been divisive ones like Seinfeld. That was the worst. Seinfeld. Seinfeld, yeah. They made up for it in a Curb Your Enthusiasm season. Yeah, they tried. They did. Um, Lost was divisive. Games of Thrones, which we're going to be talking about the What about the the Sopranos? That one is, you know, has uh, pros and cons to it. I would say The Sopranos is still a favorite because I didn't want to know what happened to him. It kind of helps when you're rewatching the series. It, you know, when somebody dies and something like that, it just it just ends everything for you. Like it was a waste of time to watch it. I thought my cable system went out. Do you remember the finale to Saint Elsewhere? Yes, I do. That that was a little a little little uh, snow globe. A snow globe. Which was kind of a bummer. Six Feet Under, if you've ever seen that on HBO. um, Bits and pieces of it. Yeah. You know, in the beginning of each episode, they would talk about how somebody died. But at the end of the series, they showed a very quick life of what happened to all the main characters (laughs) and how they died. I don't want to give that away to anybody. Uh, MASH. Yeah, MASH. Oh. That was okay. You know, it was okay. Without a doubt. I talked to, I had Alan Alda you didn't like the on my 70s finale? show. You know what? It just, I, after the first four seasons, maybe five seasons, it it was a dramedy. It wasn't a comedy anymore. And I love those early episodes with McLean Stevenson and Wayne oh, Rogers. Oh, he has. He was brilliant. But yeah. yeah, I had a, a little bit of a hard time with that. Cheers was a great Yeah, it was good. Cheers was Long. very good, yes. With Shelley Long. Um, saying elsewhere, you mentioned Mary Tyler Moore show was yeah. one of the first shows that really had closure to it. A lot of these series, when they yeah. ended... I mean, what happened on Petticoat Junction when it ended? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uncle Joe just closed the door in the back of the hotel there, the shady so. rest. I guess so. But there was no real ending to series. It just didn't air anymore. Yeah, they just they just quit. There's a lot of them that share the same ending. Canceled. Yeah, canceled. With yeah. no chance to go exactly. and do anything. Breaking Bad was good. Uh, the Tonight Show with Carson, that was kind of a final episode for him as well. Uh, the Fugitive is one somebody just brought up on 630 which was one of the most watched television programs of all time. Mm-hmm. It was like a two-part cliffhanger. It was only on, I think, for like f- four years, five years, something like that. The original back in the 60s. All right, there you have it. Happy birthday to Bob Newhart.